Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Boss Man Show. We're here with Sam Houston State Bearcats head coach Casey Keeler with me on the Boss Man Show. Conference USA now. We'll be having them playing Kennesaw State here going forward, man. With them joining this conference. So, Coach Keeler, good to talk to you. How things with you, man? Yeah, great. I mean, really excited. You know, we, we went through what Kennesaw is going to go through this year. We went through the transition last year, which is just brutal because, you know, you can't play for anything. You know, you talk to your players about playing for the standard. And the reality is, is, you know, you want to play for rings. You know, you want to play for bowls. And uh, so we had a nine-game schedule. I'm not sure what Kennesaw is going to have this year. I think I know they were having a tough time getting games also. And so what we did was we redshirted probably 14 or 15 of our best players. Um, and so I think that's going to help us moving into Conference USA to, um, to have some more depth than we probably would have had you know, adding all these scholarships um, that we're going to be adding right now. So I think we kept a lot of our players around for that extra year that we're, we're hoping helps next year and the, and the year after. Coach Meskis, Coach, how did it change for you recruiting for the WAC or the Southland Conference now to the Conference USA? So how, how did it change how you recruited young men and guys you guys would go out? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Texas is a, a, a hotbed, just like Atlanta, Georgia is, and um, you know, schools come in, you're fighting against the New Mexico states and you're fighting against the UNLVs and the Nevadas and the whole Mac is coming in. And now it's like, guys, why would you hop on a plane and go play? Especially with us being Friday night lights. I mean, you know, families want to see their kids play and, and you know, it's, it's tradition that, you know, you, you, you go watch your, your son or your, 
your your grandson or your your nephew or whoever it may be, your cousin, and whole families come, like you know, 30, 40, 50, you know, people come from that family. So um having to go hop on a plane and go play out of state is not ideal. So now you have a, a known commodity. Obviously, we've had a lot of success the last decade. You have a known commodity down right down the road that's going to be playing a great schedule. Our schedule is ranked 38th in the country this year. Um, to give you an example, Alabama is ranked 31st, so we're ranked 38th. We open with BYU, and then we have Air Force, and we have Houston, and we have the Conference USA slate. So I think it gives us um, a little bit more firepower in that why would you hop on a plane when you got it right down the street? And we've noticed already. Obviously, you know, the success we've had, we've always recruited pretty well. We're recruiting even at a higher level right now. I think the other thing that's helping us, too, is the transfer portal. And not because not because we're taking a lot of transfer portal kids. It's because everyone else is taking so many transfer portal kids. There's better high school players available right now. So there's players that, you know, might not – you might not have got a shot at because they were getting recruited by a good power – a good um, group of five school. But now those group of five schools are taking more transfer portal kids. So now there's better high school kids available. So we're constantly evaluating the landscape of recruiting. And right now we have found – that um, building the high school profile is the best thing for us to do. And the majority of the kids that we took last year were high school players. 100% coach. And I feel like with this new landscape, NIL, transfer portal, building relationships is going to be very key. And I think the coaches who really with their young men and true care about them as young men, besides the from the football field, will keep their young men developing even better because you and I both are playing football. I the sky don't lie. You can play. That's fine. Yeah. And, you know, 71% of the players that were on our roster and what we won the national championship were high school players that we got out of the state of Texas. We recruit Texas, Texas, and we recruit Texas. I mean, we're in a very unique situation where we're probably three and a half hour radius from where I am. There's not better high school football in America. I know people in Atlanta, Georgia are going to dispute that. But I got Houston, I got East Texas, I have out to San Antonio, we have up into Dallas. So it's great high school football. And so our mantra has been like, let's recruit from the ground up. Let's, let's keep these kids home. And uh, again, the proof is in the pudding. When we won that national championship, 71% of that roster were high school kids that we recruited out of the state of Texas. And that's what we try to emphasize to our recruits. It's like, you know, you are who we're trying to recruit. Now, we'll take a transfer if there's a need. And so I think we handle it in a unique way where we're taking transfers. We're not taking transfers to get to 85. We're taking transfers where, hey, we're a little thin at the offensive line. We need to take a transfer at that spot. Or, hey, you know what, there's no competition at the quarterback spot. We got to take a transfer there or whatever it may be. But I think building it from the ground up, I think we have a better chance of getting those high school kids who might have gotten, you know, some good group of five offers, but now because of, all the transfer portal things happening above us, you know, those kids get, uh, you know, left um, sitting there looking for a scholarship. And we, you know, we have a great opportunity for them to come play, play at Sam Houston. Coach, you're right. Because many coaches have told me this, like you used to say as well, that, you know, with the portal, you're getting guys you usually won't have a chance to get out of high school. So I think it's good for you all, too, that you all can get those guys and they build your programs, build your culture have talent in your program to keep on replenishing as guys move on, get their degrees, and hopefully go play in the NFL or the USFL or the XFL. Yeah, and I've had 10 draft choices. Um, Joe Flacco was a first-round draft choice for me when I was the head coach of Delaware. I had P.J. Hall here at Sam Houston. was a second-round pick by the Oakland Raiders. 
Um, you know, last year we had a fifth round pick to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers who actually started six games as a rookie and who probably going to be starting nickel this year in Zion McCollum. So, you know, and, and five players off that national championship team got in NFL, NFL camps or, or on NFL rosters. So um, there's no question. The, the theme is they can't find you unless you play. And, you know, I always use the Joe Flacco example where Joe was at Pitt, couldn't get on the field of the Pitt, comes to, to, to Delaware, red shirts his first year because they wouldn't release him, plays his next two years, and all of a sudden he's the 18th overall pick. And I said, you know, the, the joke was that Joe was a lefty. I made him a righty. But the only thing I really did for Joe was get him on the field. I mean, that was the thing I did. And the more he played, the better he got. So there's some such great examples of guys who just need the opportunity to get on the field and play. And the more they play, the better they're going to get. And that's what we always tell the players. Bigger is not better. Better is better. When you're looking for the right school, you want to go someplace that you feel you can get on the field and play and make an impact. Because that's the only way you can see if your career is going to move forward or not. 100% coach, much gets coach. Uh, how was the how are your workouts being this uh, in the spring and some of your guys? Because I know play development is very key for you and getting guys better, getting their minds better, ready for the season. So, how was that been getting those guys ready for this year coming up, working out with the giving that camaraderie as you guys get ready for fall camp in August? Yeah, you know, it, it really starts like you said in, in spring in terms of trying to develop a team, and then, um, you know, and, and we, we're very careful, you know, I mean. We love to hit the weights. We love to, to, to get to get our kids in great shape. And so we limit how much hitting we do. I think we tackle to the ground maybe once or twice the entire spring. But again, players are bigger, stronger, and faster now. The collisions are more violent. I think more and more coaches are starting to realize that they have to limit the amount of hitting they do. Same thing in training camp. You know, we'll probably go four days in full pads. And we probably will tackle to the ground two of those days. And, you know, you go into that first game a little nervous about you know, your tackling skills, but at the same time, you go into that first game, hopefully, you know, fully healthy, ready to play. So um, right now is a big time for us to develop the culture. Uh, every freshman has a big brother. Uh, we do a little brother, big, a big brother, little brother thing in, in training camp. Um, we do a, a cookout every Wednesday with the players where, you know, they sort of, we have a practice, you know, guys are out there. You can do so many more things with the players than you ever could before. So it's like a 50 minute practice. Um, and then we, we have fellowship and we, 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 you know, cook out together and we bond together. And it's so cool when you walk in there and you see freshmen with transfers and seniors with juniors and just guys all, you know, mixed up and, and, you know, just, they're just enjoying the fact they had a great workout and now they're going to bond together. So um, we're a big culture team. We think a lot of our success is, obviously been our talent, but also we think a lot of our success has been, you know, the culture we had. When we won the national championship, we beat the only three teams in the nation in the last decade to win national championships. We beat James Madison, North Dakota State, and South Dakota State. And besides Sam Houston, those only teams won national championships in the last decade. And we were losing in all those games. And in fact, in the James Madison game, we're down 21 points at halftime. In the national championship game, we went down um, and we had a score with six minutes left to go in the game. We had to convert two fourth downs and a third and nine with 16 seconds left. And all those things are done because you have great players, but also culture. And that's why this time of year with the spring and the summer, you're really developing that culture and you're trying to teach the new players, hey, this is how we do it. And I always tell our veterans, like, listen, if you want to keep them at arm's length, you're not going to get a whole lot out of them this year. What you need to do is say, hey, this is how we do it. Put your arm around them and get those guys caught up. And 
again, we take great pride in bringing in new players. And I always tell our, our team, I said, I'm proud of this program in many ways. But probably one of the things that is pretty cool, and I think what makes us special, is we really focus on making sure those new players, we take care of them. When, when they move in, every player from their positions over there helping them move in, meeting their parents, making sure that all their gear gets in, letting them know it's all going to be okay. You know, and so we do a lot of things that are culture building and all that stuff hopefully will pay off when we get into the season. I think you will, Coach. And I think, now, I always tell you about my experience. Uh, when I played ball, we had an issue on our team. It was offense be defense. It was like you could just – our coach was a defensive coach. He didn't care about the offense. If we lost, it was our fault. I'll tell you offline who I played for, but but it's like, but people who know the show know the show, but like so the story for it. But yeah, like he didn't care. It was like really, really like offense over here, defense over here. He didn't care about the offense. He didn't talk to me or any of us on offense all four years. I talked to that man four times in yep. four years. Because it was he's a defensive guy. He didn't want mess with offense. Yeah, and, and so one of the things we do is we'll take something like the book, Make Your Bet. It's about a Navy SEAL and the 10 things that he said he learned as a Navy SEAL. And we'll take an offensive coach and a defensive coach, and they will team teach that chapter. And the first chapter is about making your bed, about, hey, let's have a sense of accomplishment, the very first thing you, you do in the morning. And then the, the coaches will, will, when we'll do this as a staff, we'll make sure that we have a, a theme involved. You know, how does this pertain to your life? How does this pertain to your teammates? How does this pertain to this season and, and this team? And so the next week or a couple of days later, whenever we're going to do that next chapter, there's a whole different group of players in there and they're te teaching chapter two. So the point is, is that when this is all done, the 10 chapters, every coach has interacted with every player and every player has interacted and started to develop a relationship with every coach. So when we're on the plane or we're in the hotel or we're on the sideline. They know these guys. My, my, my quarterback knows my defensive line coach. You know, my wide receiver knows my corners coach, my D tackles coach, my special teams coach knows, you know, the quarterbacks. I mean, so we work really hard at trying to integrate everybody. And, um, and you know, a divided team, it's tough to have success when you have a divided team. And that's why we talk. That, coach. I record prove that. Trust and believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we work hard at those kind of things. We try to find ways. And that's the same thing I said. We just had a pool workout. And so all the guys were in the pool. So we just try to do a lot of things that we try to, you know, mix up the players and mix up the coaches. And so it's not like the quarterback coach just knows the, knows the quarterbacks. And I want him to know that he tackles. And I want him and, – and we want that facility. We want our kids to feel like, you know, that's coming home. And, and they're going to pop in and they're going to – like my, my uh, you know, my starting D tackle sees my, my O-line coach. Coach Nathan, how you doing, man? What's going on? You get a chance to see your kids this week? You know, whatever it may be. You know, so we try to do a lot of those things where you want the kids to feel comfortable that that's a safe place, that 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 facility. And instead of trying to run out of it, they, we want them trying to run to it because that's where family is. And when people talk about family, we really work hard at trying to make this family. And, um, you know, my wife says I'm more mentor and teacher that I am football coach, but I also know that without having success, I'm not going to have this platform. And so, you know, my dad coached every youth program in the little town we lived in. And so I saw him mentor, you know, in baseball and basketball and in football, 
all the all the players in all the youth in in our our town, and so I think that's why I've gotten the love of coaching and the love of mentoring. And coach, uh, my my dad's a coach as well. He's eighty four years old, so I get it naturally from my coach's son. He's all now. I couldn't be a coach. I'm too I'm too fiery. You know, <laughs> I don't have the patience that you and my dad had. But but you know, my dad from a young man taught me about football and, and taught me how to be what a teammate was, was about. So I'm thankful for him giving me that perspective. I could be have my radio show for the last 15 years, Coach. I could talk to you guys because I'm a coach's son. I understand what you guys go through. I saw it with my father as well. Well, and that's one of the great things about being here in Texas. Um, you know, we'll have 13, 14 coaches full-time in the school. They'll have two full-time strength coaches. They'll have an athletic period between 11 and 1230 for the bigger schools, the 5A and 6A schools. The commitment level. So when we get players from the high schools here to come to the college level, they understand the commitment level. And that's that's a big transition. It's a huge transition going from high school to college and trying to understand. Now, first of all, we have all these new, new, new teammates. And some of these guys are 22, 23, 24 years old because of, you know, um, COVID and because of registering and all those kind of things. And so it was an 18-year-old at 24 – and so, I mean, but you get them from these great high school programs where they run like colleges, it, it's a big benefit. And uh, again, I know I got some of the great, great high school football in America right around, you know, where I, I, I work. But not only is it the talent, it's also the, the resources that these schools put into high school football in Texas. It's pretty impressive. Wonderful. I want to ask you, Coach, about a, my friend. I know he's left Seth Houston State, but Jason Hoop. Uh, of my friend. Uh, tell me about Coach Who. I, I call him Jay Who. Uh, give him stories about him, man, that you can share on the air, man. Yeah, he's a piece of work now. I'm just <laughs> telling you, he's a piece of work. Um, and it was really hard, you know I mean? He and I talked a whole bunch when the, when the opportunity came up. Um, and, you know, I just think, you know, he had taken Sam Houston to such a great level and just the consistent success that he had. And the APR that he had, I mean, like he, he was just killing it academically. And, you know, both of our programs are very involved in the community. And his program is very involved in the community. And so he was just doing such a great job there. Uh, you know, I, I think it was really hard um, for him to leave. But at the same time, I think New Mexico State came in and they, they were in dire straits. You know, I mean, they, they, they need to get their basketball program going in the right direction. They obviously had some, some horrific things that happened over this last year. And so maybe they went above and beyond things that we could do to, to, to completely match what, what he got there. But uh, just a good friend and, and just such a great supporter. Um, you know, just a guy on campus is just really steady. Um, and, and I was really happy they, they hired his assistant because Mudge is a guy who's very similar, you know, helped recruit all those kids, very family. You know, Hooten, he would literally take the team to his house for pregame meal every home game they have. And it's not like football where you have five home games. I mean, or six home games. I mean, those guys were spending a lot of time with the family. And so he did such a great job of making a family and, and he'll be sorely missed. I'm really, I'll, I'll be rooting for him uh, every game again, except for, for two when they play Sam Houston. Yeah, I'm a missing because, you know, I, I covered the NBA, so I come to town to cover the Rockets. We would try to meet up and link up because that's when I, with, with, with the Hawks only coming to Houston once a year. We try right. if, it, if it worked out right, we'll try to get together. So yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm a missed that because I said miss. I said I said who? 
it's nowhere close right now to see you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Las Cruces. It's no NBA team that's going to go Phoenix or Utah or Denver. Oh, you want to try San Antonio, but it's not too close, too close to see you no more, man. Yeah, well, but the great thing about that is, is he's the only show in town. And, they, and they're going to give him a lot of support. And like I said, it won't take him long. Terrific recruiter, sets a great foundation, great culture builder. I mean, uh, I'm just, I'm a fan. And he's been a, a friend since the first day I got to, to Sam Houston. 100%. He's a, definitely a great guy. The, the, the coach, I'm asking this man for you, man. Can you believe it's been 10 years going into two season already, man? Can you believe it? Because I know, I think about it, I've been doing radio 15 years. Sometimes I'm like, I pitch myself. But can you have a pitch? like, wow, I've been doing this for a decade now in San Jose State right now. Yeah, I just signed an extension uh, for four more years. And uh, the school was awesome. They said, you know, basically, how long do you want to stay? And I said, well, my wife says, I don't have any hobbies. And so she's encouraged me to keep on coaching. And so it's not that I'm going to stay four more years. It's we just decided, let's just do four more, and then we'll evaluate where we are. Hopefully we win a bunch of bowl games, and, and, and uh, the market's very hot for me. But, uh, yeah, it's been a decade. And uh, it's so funny. I can remember that very first year I got there. And a couple themes were, were, were very evident. One of the themes was, um, if you met me for the first time, so many fans, so many people in town would say, so, so coach, is this your first summer in Texas? And I'd say, yes, my first summer in Texas. And then they would just laugh and walk away. And so I, I, I kind of figured that the summers could be pretty brutal in, in Huntsville, Texas, and they are. And, and uh, so that was, was, was one thing that just, and the other thing that was so evident was I, I put about 15 pounds on. Because the, the barbecue, I mean, everything is steak and barbecue and Mexican. And, and so the food was unbelievable. Um, and the third thing was just how proud everyone is to be a Texan. It is just amazing, the pride that is in that state. And so um, that first year was really interesting. Coming from the East Coast, um, never really had spent much time there. Bobby Williams, a lot of credit, you know, took a shot on a guy that might have looked like he was – not the fit, but he knew I knew how to recruit no matter where I was. He knew I knew how to build a culture. He knew that I could relate to the players and the media. So, um, you know, he was very instrumental in, in, you know, kind of encouraging me to, you know, in explore Sam Houston. And the one thing I asked him, you know, when he offered me the job is I said, just promise me you're going to give me the resources that you know we can win a national championship. And uh, I'm smart where I, I don't like say, hey, I need this, 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 and this. But when I feel I need something, he knows that I feel I need something. And uh, he has stepped up and, and, and got me the things I needed to win a national championship. And that was, that was uh, you know, something we wanted to do at Sam Houston before we moved on to Conference USA. 100%. Coach, look at your schedule. I think I can make it to November 18th, probably, Western Kentucky, because usually I have a house in Nashville, which is Middle Tennessee. Of course, I live in Atlanta, so it's like – they're coming to you this year, but I'll try to see you Western Kentucky for sure. That's out from my house in Nashville. Yeah, and if you look at the the, the teams in the in, in the league, I mean, I think seven of these teams won won bowl games last year. I mean, or at least in the last two years. So I mean, it's going to be a great conference. Um, you know, Liberty obviously has put a lot of resources in into their football program. Western Kentucky's been hot. Middle Tennessee does such a great job. You know, I mean. Uh, uh, New Mexico State went to a bowl last year and won. So it's 
it's really, uh, I'm, we're excited about the conference. We're excited, excited about the opportunity. We're also excited the fact that by going FBS, it's pushed us along in terms of things that we need to do with our facilities. And um, so, again, I think it was a great move by our administration to, uh, to you know, move to FBS and Conference USA, and we're excited for our first year. Morning, Mr. Coach. But good to chat with you, man. It was, was right. Joy this. And like I said, I'm trying to come see you guys play in Bowling Green. Hopefully, Atlanta Hawks don't play that day. So I can so I can do that. So, but, <laughs> That's but yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, I just when, I, when I'm not doing my radio show, I'm curving Atlanta Hawks every day. That's what I do for a living because I'm doing this show here. Gotcha. Well, hey, love this, love to see you at, at one of the games. And again, anytime you need me on the show, let me know. I'd love to be on. Sounds good, Coach. Thank you so much, Coach, for your time today. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105TheKing.com and the Boss Man Show at BossManShow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.